0: Episode one of Derncast. We don't really have a opening catchphrase yet, but I'm sure we'll figure something out.
1: We'll work Uh, our way up to it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So this is a companion piece to Hawcast, but instead focusing on the works of Laura Dern, the fabulous Laura Dern, the perfect Laura Dern, star Blue Velvet and Jurassic Park, Wild at Heart, Big Little Lies, Twin Peaks: The Return, Star Wars: The Last Jedi,
1: Wild at Heart,
0: (laughs) Wild at Heart. Great, and then a bunch of random stuff we haven't watched yet. Uh, yeah, so I'm Kyle Amato.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Hopkins.
0: Yeah, and we're your hosts. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, it's going to be a little, different from, a little different from Hawcast, just because Laura's in a lot of movies where she's in it for like five minutes, because Hollywood hates women, compared to how most Ethan movies, he's like the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of harder... To find those for her. I think some of them I'm going to have to, like, watch trailers and figure out, like, is Laura the star of this one? Is it worth watching? She's also in a bunch of TV movies that I can't find online.
1: Uh, Mm Oh, okay. Well, we'll dig them up. That's, yeah, that was something that I was wondering, too, is, Mm -hmm. like, you know, with those little brief appearances... um, you know, kind of digging I, those out. But. Yeah,
0: I mean, Ethan has a couple of those that we're not doing,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we're but like he's gonna he's in like five minutes of Fast Food Nation, but we're gonna do that one because it's a link later movie. And oh yes, I assume he was like on the set being like a little bitch. Just feeling, <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? And then, whatever. This isn't about Ethan Hawke. <laughs> uh, it's about Laura Dern.
1: Well, the, the sort of partnership there, or like the creative partnership there, I'm excited to explore more as with uh, as you know between Laura Dern and David Lynch. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah
0: because she's not the star of Blue Velvet but you know she's a big part of Blue Velvet. She's great. She's a baby in that.
1: But she's even more of a baby in this one. Yeah <laughs>
0: so we went with her earliest movie non-cameo appearance I think. I'm pretty sure this is the earliest one that's not a cameo or like a tiny background role.
1: I think so. And it's
0: called Ladies and Gentlemen the Fabulous Stains. It came out in 1982 with very limited release Became a cult classic through the 80s and only came out on DVD in 2008. There is no Blu ray release.
1: Wow. Mm
0: hmm. It is the cult of the cult and it stars Diane Lane, is really the lead, and then Laura Dern, and a third girl who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Like, she barely did any movies after this.
1: I was wondering. I can't, yeah. Yeah, she was pretty, she was pretty, you know, th- she small was part compared barely to the other there. Two. Yeah,
0: she was barely there, mm-hmm. even though she's supposed to be Diane Lane's sister in it. She, mm-hmm. like, barely did anything, which is certainly an interesting way to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, but they're... Oh, they're such babies in this movie. Yeah.
0: Diane Lane was 15. Laura is... Thirteen.
1: Thirteen years old. And I was reading up a little bit about it beforehand, and apparently Laura Dern's mom, like, real-life mom, not in-the-movie in mom. <laughs> movie
0: star Diane Ladd.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, apparently, she was a little mad about <laughs> Laura going off and filming this. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of makes sense, you know, oh, my teenage girl going off and filming a punk movie. Yeah. But...
0: It's funny. Um, they filmed this in, like, Canada, too, so...
1: Oh, they did? Yeah. That's interesting. I looked it up.
0: I think around Vancouver. Oh. Mm
1: hmm. Because in the in movie, it takes place primarily in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. I so. feel like they barely leave Pennsylvania
1: as mm-hmm. a band.
0: I think their big concert seems like it's not in Pennsylvania, but I couldn't really tell. It's, it's kind super of clear.
1: funny considering that they spend a pretty sizable chunk of the movie in a big bus, <laughs> yeah. a big tour bus, so. I guess they're just tootling around Pennsylvania the whole time. It
0: seems like because they keep coming back to the same newscasters. We'll just start at the top. We meet Corinne at the very beginning, uh, being discussed on the news because she was part of a segment of, like, working at a a Burger King, basically, or, like, a cafe, and she got fired on air because she said this whole town is dead, and she (laughs) wants to leave, and so then they're interviewing her, and she's very bitchy and mean. Because she's a teenage girl whose mother just died of cancer. So she's like, oh, whatever, you know. It's fine. Who yeah. cares?
1: Smoking her cigarette and looking... Yeah. You know, Doing her detached. makeup in front of them. Oh, yes. That mm-hmm. that was such a... You can kind of see her, you know, practicing what becomes her look for the band later on. Yeah. During this entire interview in the be- beginning with this, like, bright red eyeliner. It's mm-hmm. just... It's a great shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's she's snarky. She's She's very snarky. Then we meet her aunts, and then her sister, and her cousin, uh, what was her real name in it?
1: Laura Dern's character? Yeah. I think it was Dizzy, or no, something. No, they,
0: she wanted to be called Peg.
1: Oh, Peg, oh yeah, that's right, her yeah. real name is Jessica.
0: Jessica, that's what it was, Jessica McNeil, and she said, no, I hate that name, I'm, I'm Peg." and she's like, oh, it's a great name, I picked it for you, and she's like, no, that's why it's bad. <laughs> so she's Peg, uh, she's a baby. She's the um, most baby-faced little Laura Dern in the yes. entire world.
1: So cute. No, it's really crazy because I thought that I... I mean, I, you know, obviously knew this would be even younger than the other movies I've seen mm-hmm. her in, but it's just fun going back that far.
0: Seeing, yeah. Seeing,
1: like, her her origins.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, she's from, like, a an acting family. Her father's Bruce Dern,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: her mother's Diane Ladd, so, like, she's... Hollywood royalty in a way, in the same way that like Carrie Fisher is, because she's Debbie Reynolds' daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's pretty similar. I I feel like Laura Dern and Diane Ladd's relationship is uh, healthier in oh, some yeah. regards. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie and Carrie, they're it got kind of Grey Gardensy, mm-hmm. uh, but they loved each other. Obviously, they loved each other. Um, and Diane Ladd's still alive, and she stars not only with her in. Wild at Heart, where she was nominated for an Oscar.
1: Oh, wait a minute. That's her
0: mother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to revisit that when exactly. we get to it because um, that's awesome. Yeah, she's her mother
0: <laughs> in Wild at Heart and her mother in Enlightened, the TV show.
1: Oh, so, okay. Yeah,
0: she keeps doing it. Uh, she, great. She's great. She's also great. Um, she'll clearly be coming up a couple times. Um, yeah, so they have a little band.
1: Mm-hmm. Corinne,
0: her her sister, and Peg, as we will call her. Uh, and they've done, like, a couple of... They mentioned they've only done, like, a few practices, but they go to see this band.
1: I think it was three yeah, altogether. Yeah, it was
0: three. <laughs> and um, they were
1: like, oh, they were long we're practices. A band. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're a band. Um, so they go to a punk show in, like, a rec center or whatever in their crappy little town in Pennsylvania. Uh, they see a punk band with a british front frontman yes and called the looters yeah and corinne's like mm, okay uh in terms of they were just opening for like some older dudes and the frontman is i feel like i never really caught his name billy it, okay whatever i
1: think it's billy but we'll go with that
0: sure <laughs> that works for me um and he's pissed that they're opening for some old dudes. Uh,
1: and the old dudes, it's like the metal. Uh,
0: they're like, they're like old Kiss.
1: Yeah, exactly. They, mm-hmm. You know, their their face makeup and everything just looks like Kiss. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like hard rock. And it's funny because they kind of set up this dynamic. You know, you've got the old school rock and rollers, and then you've got this young punk band from Britain, and they're totally mm-hmm. at each other the whole time. But I'm I'm getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: it's a really silly dynamic. Um, So then Corinne goes to meet the guy after. And they kind of just, like, smooth talk their way into joining them on their tour. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the... the the sort of manager of... um,
0: Yeah, Lawn Man.
1: Lawn Man. Yeah, everyone calls him (laughs) Lawn Man.
0: (laughs) And we were saying during the movie, he's definitely based on a real person that we just don't get the joke because he's way too specific of a character to be made up. He's like a Rastafarian band manager that they call the Lawn Man, which I assumed... I thought that was like a weed joke, but then... Laura Dern's just like oh what he's he's a gardener like so I don't really know maybe she's just misunderstanding because she's thirteen <laughs>
1: yeah exactly it was yeah it was interesting yeah Rastafari managing a bunch of punk bands but mm-hmm. um but yeah he gets he gets Corinne and her band involved and then next thing you know they're they're getting onto this bus and they're starting the tour
0: it's yeah they're on this bus with these men Mm-hmm.
1: And they're
0: just. Three teenage girls and they're just like, Yeah, we're doing it. We're a rock band now.
1: Which like I I mean, I would never have had the guts to do that at that age. No, I mean no, no. like young woman being you know, just, just hopping on this bus with these old rocker dudes <laughs> Definitely takes guts. Um and then they have their first show and they're one of the you know, since they're going on tour with these two other bands, they're one of the openers, but they don't do too hot on their first show. No, she kind of like
0: talks sings and her two guitarists kind of like stop playing
1: mm-hmm. basically I think they get booed off stage yeah. because they're just they're not they're able not doing anything enough.
0: but they are she basically just saying like I'm not going to be your your tool like stay away from me don't don't touch me is basically the song uh and then they get heckled and she like takes off her jacket and she's wearing like no bra just like this weird kind of spandexy top.
1: Yeah, it's like sheer red. Yeah. And she has uh she has this red beret on at the beginning of the song and then mm-hmm. once the two the other two band members leave, she takes that off and she just reveals this crazy eighties punk haircut that's like just, bleached. Yeah, like parts of there's like these white striped parts. So she looks like a skunk basically and that becomes yeah. a, an image, like a big part of their image later on mm-hmm. in the movie.
0: For the stains
1: yeah the the fabulous stains and and she just kind of goes on this rant at the audience like this angry rant and mm-hmm. then the the major line that she ends up that she becomes famous for is uh I don't put out I
0: don't put out yeah yeah mic drop <laughs> and the newscasters we check in every once in a while are just this so they're like so confused it's like well you dress like a slut and yet you don't put out it's like what are you trying to hide here and she's just like whatever who cares.
1: Yeah, no, it's really interesting. <laughs> rock. And you kind of see the like this sort of gender dynamic emerging mm-hmm. later on, you know, as the film progresses where it, you see like the male newscaster is just like, oh, like they're they're just trying to make profit off of this and and then the other, you know, the female newscaster is like, but they're they're being an inspiration for all of these young girls who mm-hmm. starting to follow them. Uh, Yeah,
0: they get a following.
1: Yeah, they manage to. Girls start
0: wearing the red shirt, like the blouse, doing their makeup like her. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of cut, and then suddenly the sister and the cousin also have like crazy skunk hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they're they're just in it. They're in it.
1: (laughs) Doing it all in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they they keep they just keep getting better. I mean,
0: they do actually. We do see them like play the song from the beginning, but you know, actually as a song, and it's good. Mm -hmm. it's better it's very very riot girly like joan jett sort of stuff it it it's it's so hard sometimes in music movies not musicals music movies like to have an actually good band in it or like good songs Mm -hmm. because sometimes they sound very like made up or or stupid like um i think good examples of this there's a new movie called sing street which was about irish teens starting a band it's very very sweet Uh, it's a lot it's very similar to this um, that sounds cool. Yeah, and then there was like Ten Thousand Saints, the Ethan movie. But there's like a Krishna core band. And it sounds like a Krishna core band, so.
1: Mm-hmm. There is Lou over the wall. There was some. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was good music too. Yeah,
1: that, totally different genre, but still really fun.
0: Yeah, I'd say it was pretty different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I can't even like mimic it because it's very computery and weird. Like just like really super good. glittery this yeah. is the
1: way i would describe just it just <laughs>
0: like glitter pop this is not that this is just like girl punk
1: yes yeah um so yeah so then well let's see there is that there's a tragedy that ends up happening with <gasps> yeah. one of the the bands they're on tour with one of the the uh, i think it's the lead bassist or lead guitarist yeah. in the the metal rock band ends up overdosing mm-hmm. and we end up seeing Corinne kind of takes it, ta- seizes the moment and um, goes on air and, and makes this ridiculous claim that that he died of heartbreak because he was in love with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we start to She's see like, yeah, that- <laughs> I was there. My- <laughs> yeah, we start to see that she's kind of tapping into this way of sort of... You know, manipulating the media a little bit. You know, trying to get into that front story, and that's—I think—that's definitely part of what gets them to mm-hmm. be such a, you know, a fast and upcoming band. Is is just you know she kind of knows how to tap into the moment there. Yeah,
0: the the quote on the back of the box um, says cynical commentary on teen angst and rampant consumerism, or prescient allegory for the riot girl scene.
1: Oh yeah, which is it? Yeah. <laughs> Both? <laughs> yeah
0: i think it's somewhere somewhere in between because they do bring it back to just it being kind of like a, a send-up of consumer culture because they have so much merch all of a sudden just based off her look like mm-hmm. the makeup the hair you can buy a shirt you can you can buy the shirt you can buy something that just says the stains
1: you could buy oh yeah when they finally they they eventually end up signing on with this Little slightly larger agent, um, mm-hmm. and that causes a riff with the the looters because they end up becoming the headliner, and, and the looters end up becoming their support band. Mm-hmm. But um, and they end up like selling these little skunks, these little like stuffed yeah. like beanie baby skunks.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. So people are just
1: eating it up. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think it really is. It's an interesting commentary on on how something that can seem so, you know, punk and so underground Mm -hmm. and... Can be so cheap. Yeah, and, like, rooted in feminism can become, yeah, just, like, another consumer um, commercialized object, you know?
0: Like, I mean, just her catchphrase being, I don't put out, Mm -hmm. and still acting in this rebellious manner. It's just such a strange juxtaposition for her to be making. Mm -hmm. I mean, it works, clearly,
1: People definitely love it. I mean, it's the perfect sort of message for teen girls to really identify with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a great movie. And I think also, too, it doesn't... I don't know, I don't ever get the sense that it really casts too much of a judgment in either direction. No,
0: it's pretty fair mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. Like, I think uh, we were both worried at the end um, when... Billy, the guy from the British punk band, who Corinne kind of has a thing with, like, they hook up, like, mm-hmm. once.
1: She totally hates him, but, yeah. like, they end up hooking up yeah, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> of,
0: course, of course they do. But at the end, like, she almost, like, gets on the bus with him and just joins their band once um, her sister and her cousin kind of were like, well, fuck you, man, it's supposed to be about the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she doesn't. Yes. Uh, Thank goodness. <laughs> and then we see that she's able to reconcile with her sister, and her cousin, and mm. they become the fabulous stains instead of just the straight up stains.
1: Fabulous, and stains. they get on MTV. Yeah,
0: that's how the movie ends. Is they end up on MTV.
1: Just like amazing yeah. music video footage. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so good. <laughs> they have all these different costumes. Like they're they're army girls for a second, and uh, Laura Dern has like crimped hair. And she's so tall. She's so tall, even though she's like a child.
1: I know. And
0: she had a growth spurt so early on. Clearly, like she's just the tallest of the three of them already.
1: That's the thing. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy to imagine that she was only thirteen when she was filmed that because she just looks so much older. Mm -hmm. But um. But yeah, I think that the most like defining moment, just in terms of talking about consumerism, is. Is that the big concert at the end? This is actually kind of backing up a little bit. That's fine. Um, the big concert where um, you know the the looters end up opening for the Stains, and um, Billy actually ends up going on this whole rant because he, he's looking out at the mm-hmm. like, sea of young girls who are dressed exactly like the Stains, and they're all just like showing the middle finger because they just want the Stains to show up. They don't want to be listening to the looters, and then he. He goes on this rant and about how they're buying into this this commercialized idea mm-hmm. that is the stains, and they're just they're just getting
0: they're not real, man.
1: Yeah, they're not real. They're, you're just getting manipulated, man. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they turn on a dime; like they go from being the most like
0: they're rebelling against them while they're still dressed as them.
1: Yeah, basically. exactly. It's <laughs> and they like throw ink at her. On the stage yeah. right now. It must have been I mean, just imagining being the character in that scenario, that would be mm-hmm. so disconcerting, just like a sea of people looking exactly like you, just booing you.
0: Yeah, I think it <laughs> fucks her in a little bit. Yeah. She's not happy about it.
1: Yeah, after that is like the only time in the movie when we actually see her really let her guard down mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, she's... through the whole thing she's very standoffish and like, well I'm gonna doing this and like, who cares? My mom's dead, I can do whatever I want.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, she's totally badass. She like, she doesn't put up with anything from anybody. Um, no,
0: she really doesn't. <laughs> she shouldn't have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Although she maybe they should maybe be in school. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: maybe it's summer. I guess it's definitely see. not summer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> maybe later on in life, maybe they'll like. Yeah, no one's to work watching, watching
0: out for them. Oh, and at one point, um, the aunt who's Peg's mom does an interview about peg and they're watching it and she's like oh you know she's always like trouble and she like wants to make make a scene Mm -hmm. and she's like do you think that you like treated her right she's like i don't know like she's just like smoking on tv she says that she's 30 and then peg just goes 34
1: (laughs) she's 34 yeah that scene was weird for me because at Mm -hmm. first i thought that she was just gonna totally like throw her under the bus yeah like just diss her daughters that seemed to be the direction she was going in and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden she seemed to have this revelation on air where she was like yeah you know my dad always told me that i wasn't going to become anything mm-hmm. and now i'm realizing that i said the same thing to my daughter mm-hmm. and i wish that like i'm i'm so glad that i'm seeing her just turning around in spite yeah. of the way that i raised her mm-hmm. that was a really emotional moment <laughs> you could
0: do better than me yeah. Yeah. Man, that was... That was a lot. And Laura kills it, obviously, watching that. Oh, yeah. She's so expressive.
1: I know! She was so good. Like, even 13, really good in her I mean, Diane so Lane's good. amazing. Oh, yeah. She's
0: so yeah. good. Um, she's not in a ton of stuff, Diane Lane. Um, maybe she's in things I haven't really seen. She's been nominated for an Oscar. I just... I don't know what the movie was. I'm yeah, sure I'm she trying
1: has. to think. I'd have to... I Last have to thing I saw
0: her in was... Uh, playing Superman's mom in Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not see that.
0: But. but yeah, so she was like 49 and playing the mother of like 34-year-old Henry Cable. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah, but she was, she was great. I'd like to see more stuff with her in it.
0: Definitely. I'm sure there's things I've seen her in that I just wasn't thinking of.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, and man, the just the the cinematography i mean it's just yeah the very, look of it is perfect it's very like grungy a lot of reds mm-hmm. um a lot it's of it's very just, wet yeah
0: it's like always raining
1: it seems like it's raining all the time which mm-hmm. i guess canada i guess that makes sense
0: yeah <laughs> um also i looked up the writer it says rob morton it was actually a pseudonym for a woman oh yeah so a woman wrote it
1: that's that's interesting yep Hmm. Definitely, like relevant for the storyline. I feel right? like
0: <laughs> there's so much we don't know about the making of this movie because it's such a small little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if we listen to the commentary from Diane Lane and Laura Dern, they'd be have something to say about it. Obviously. I
1: who, so the director, he's pretty famous.
0: Lou Adler. Can Lou you look pull up his IMDb page?
1: I think that he, um, yeah, has been in, like involved in like studio production of some pretty big. Um, I think like Carol King, if I remember correctly. Oh really? Let me look into this here. Lou Adler, yeah, I think that he's been involved in a lot of different, you know, like not just film directing, but also mm-hmm. like he's a record producer. Um, he's like
0: well, then he would know about the music business. Yeah. Oh yeah exactly. yeah he's totally that.
1: Yeah, and he's the co-owner of the famous Roxy Theater in West Hollywood.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, we're going on to the Wikipedia page. Oh, he's old.
1: But that definitely bringing all that, that sort of music history mm-hmm. into things there. Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, Carol King.
0: Yep. you're right. He was a producer on the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: That is so funny.
1: <laughs> oh, Quincy Jones.
0: Ooh. Of course, Quincy Jones knows everyone. That's not a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: there he is, director.
0: Yep. This is the only movie he's directed. That is interesting.
1: Yeah, so he hasn't done a ton of movies.
0: I um, mean, he's a—he's clearly a big player in the music industry, which is really cool. Um, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That I—I want to like watch a documentary about this movie.
1: I know. I, I want to know
0: how this even came together.
1: There was also something about that song, "The Professionals," being mm-hmm. um, coming somehow from um, the Sex Pistols.
0: Oh, I mean, aren't the Sex Pistols in this movie? Yeah.
1: Are that the professionals? The Looters.
0: A... The Looters are played by the guys from the Sex Pistols and one of the guys from the Clash.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It says, yeah.
0: Uh <clears throat> And I guess Metal Corpses, led by Fee Waybill of the Tubes, and British punk rockers, the Looters, real life, life punk pioneers Steve Jones and Paul Cook of the Sex Pistols, and Paul Simonen from the Clash. Mhm.
1: Mhm. And I guess the professionals. Um were, or are, I guess they still They were are. the Sex Pistols? Yeah, pretty much. Like, they were an English punk rock band that was formed from ex-Sex Pistols Huh. Steve Jones and drummer Paul Cook.
0: See, there's so much we don't know. There's so much I don't know about the music <laughs> industry <laughs> and how stuff like this happens.
1: Yeah, and they all just came together and were like, we're gonna make a movie. Yeah, we're making a movie. Punk rock, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so crazy. So. Um, We have to figure out what our rating system is gonna be for Laura Dern because with Ethan, it's Rye Grins. Because he makes that face a lot.
1: <laughs> um, maybe for Laura Jordan, it's like
0: angry whispers.
1: Poise. <laughs> yeah.
0: Four out of five poises. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, wait, I see. That's like, that's the measurement. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll mull that over. A- angry whispers is a contender. <laughs> yeah,
0: angry whispers would work. Or just like um exp- Expletives, because like whenever Laura Dern swears, it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Or just like has that just kind of like exasperated expression. Yeah,
0: when well, she's just <laughs> like, okay, she's like, oh, I think you. So you think you know more than me? Like,
1: yeah, there's no toilet paper in here. That was a great line.
0: Yeah, that was so funny. Um, <laughs> No, there was a tweet recently that was just like, do you ever think Laura Dern wakes up and she goes, oh, this is awesome, when she remembers she's Laura Dern. Like, <laughs> she's I really like been, like, name. kind of a meme lately because of she was in Big Little Lies and then Star Wars. Um, but, I mean, I've always liked her because Jurassic Park and then also Enlightened. But she really has been, in, like, in more stuff lately, which has been very exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: So it's it's cool that she's doing stuff and getting rewarded she got a ton of emmy and golden globe nominations for big little lies she's gonna win an emmy for this movie the tale which we'll cover very soon yes
1: um
0: i don't know i'm just i'm happy to see her around she always makes me happy to see her Mm -hmm. and even if she's in like some crap
1: yeah Mm -hmm. she just she's one of those people like no matter what kind of film it is or tv show or anything she just she brings it up you know of course (laughs) just by her presence um
0: and david lynch loves her so of course i love her
1: yeah exactly
0: um, um, so yeah, I'm gonna give this 4 out of 5 of whatever our ranking system is gonna be, cause it's awesome. Yeah! Totally worth watching, get it from the library.
1: I would say 4, yeah, 4 out of 5 for me too, it mm-hmm. was pretty great. Entertaining, you know? It was... Yeah,
0: it was totally right up my alley of what I want to see from a movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I think that's about it for now. Um, yeah, we'll be coming at you with some new episodes this summer. Uh, I gotta figure out when... We release them. I want to have a few in the bag, so we're not just like left with our ass hanging out.
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely. We'll kind of gather, mm-hmm. gather some more, collect them like.
0: like yeah, the <laughs> and we'll see which one ends first, Hawkeass or Durncast. Like,
1: have a little race. I know, right? Yeah. How is How is their um, filmography compare roughly?
0: Um, Laura has fewer. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Because she's a woman. Um. But. She also has Jurassic Park, Yes, so
1: that's true. That's for as like, like three box office gross.
0: <laughs> She's clearly has Ethan B because I think Ethan's highest grossing movie is like Boyhood or Dead Poet Society
1: because mm-hmm.
0: he doesn't do very big big movies. I think that's how he's able to star in so many of them because they're they're basically just paying for Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. He almost was Doctor Strange. Um, and then he wasn't, but um, yeah, it'll be cool to talk about the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, because she sure is in that.
1: Mm. And I have not seen that.
0: Really? I don't think so. Oh, did you see the Force Awakens?
1: Yes. Okay. Wait, which one's the fourth one?
0: The fourth awaken Force Awakens. Jeez, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that was the Wait, first. The that was the end. first new one where we met Ray and Finn and all them mm-hmm. and Kylo. And then The Last Jedi is the sequel to that. So it's episode 7 and episode 8.
1: Yeah, I need to catch up on Crap. that. Crap. Okay, Overall that's fine. I need to rewatch those things
0: anyway. So. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, Yeah, cool. well, thanks for listening to the inaugural episode. And yeah. We'll see you real soon.
1: Stay tuned for more of That dern cast. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye.